You have tuned in to Authors Up here on ALH Broadcasting, an affiliate of the Streaming Inspirational Broadcast Network. Your hosts are authors Ruth Griffin, Andrea L. Hines, and yours truly, Victoria Henderson Poole. We love what we do, and we know it is every author's desire to get their work to a greater audience. Authors Up is a forum for authors by authors those who are already published, and those who want to be, along with other writers and playwrights. Here, we provide an opportunity for their work to be showcased as we share our own, gain tips and tools, information and insight to not only enhance the writing process, but be able to just enjoy the journey. Those who are willing to put pen to paper will usually have a story they are willing to tell and they are invited to tell it right here. And if you are not a writer yet, no worries. We want you to be a part of our listening audience. So take notes if you like, send in your questions, or just feel free to comment on the candid conversation because it's time for Authors Up. Welcome, everyone. You have tuned in to Authors Up right here on ALH Broadcasting, an affiliate of the Streaming Inspirational Broadcast Network. And we are so glad that you decided to tune in this afternoon or this evening, I should say. You could be doing any number of things as we approach the holidays. So we are glad that you decided to take a little time and relax a little bit and join everybody here at Authors Up. So let me let my co-host say hello to you this evening. Are you there, Ruth? I am here. Welcome, everybody. Glad you're here with us. How about you, Victoria? Are you there? I am. Yeah, I am here too, and just grateful, grateful for another another session of Authors Up. Love my co-host. <laughs> we love you too, love you too lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, like we usually do on Sunday evenings, we like to take a moment because we are grateful and because God has been so good to us and. And just talk a little bit about our week. We have our week in review. And um, let me see, I'll start off this week was was a wonderful week. It really was. It was, um, I got a lot of things done that I needed to do. I did something that I said I wasn't going to do. I actually decorated my house a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of grinchy, kind of grinchy. Uh, okay, so I okay. Tree. I didn't put up a tree, but I, I let my creativity have its way. So my house looks right. nice. <laughs> it looks nice. And and my my twin uh goddaughters were, were quite happy. Oh <laughs> they called me Graham. So beautiful. Coming in going, Graham, are you are, are are we decorating today? Is today the day? Is today the day we're decorating. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so that yeah. was delightful to me. It was enjoyable for me, and I think they had fun putting some things together too. So, so it, it, yeah. it's been a good week. It's been a good week for me. How about you, Ruth? Well, I have to say, I'm I'm not a Grinch, but I'm not a fan of decorating simply because I just don't. I've never been that type of person where I'm just like all about, oh, I've got to decorate the house, interior deck. That just never was me. So when right. my daughter went off to college, it was like, you know what? I gave my son all the decorations that we had, and I bought a wreath to put over my fireplace. <laughs> I have three stockings up, and I am happy with my decorations. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah. That's just, you know, things I have to take down later on. So, you know, that's where <laughs> we don't even, we didn't even, You didn't even add a candle? A, not even a candle? No, that's a fire hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, oh, hey. We got to get us some candles, Andrea. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> hey, you know, don't, don't laugh. You know they have the, you know they have battery operated candles. Exactly, <laughs> like just a light, one little light. <laughs> help uh, maybe help I'll let Samantha. Mm-hmm. I, I'll let Samantha do that when she comes to visit. She's already, she's already informed me that she's not happy with my um, decorating choices. So <laughs> I'm sure I will hear it from her. <laughs> I don't know if that quite qualifies as decorating, but it's okay. <laughs> I think it counts. I think it counts. Well, I, I tell you what, I, I, you know me, I'll count it as decorating, but I'm also with Victoria. I think a candle would be nice. <laughs> a candle. Fine. Maybe I'll go look for a candle this week. We'll see. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Victoria, what do your decorations look like? Well, um, a couple of years mm. ago, I was really not in the mood to decorate, and I came up with um, a Christmas table. And I'm sure I know you have seen pictures of my Christmas table through the years, where literally we take the um, uh, center table, you know, the, and the coffee table, and it happens to be round. And so we put the tree skirt on the coffee table and then just take <laughs> our select decorations and put it on there. And then the, um, and actually my youngest did it this year and put all the lights around the bottom. So the lights are just on and you can see it, you know, it illuminates under the table and it's just so pretty. And then whatever gifts we got, we just going to put around the table. So that's my Christmas table. We do have stockings up and I do make sure I keep a candle lit. <laughs> no, okay. So it looks this really candle is very, <laughs> this candle well, one, is very important. One thing, huh? one thing huh? is abundantly clear. One thing is abundantly clear. We are authors. We are not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I couldn't care less. I'm telling you. Gotta know I really lane. like the light. <laughs> right. You know what? You know what though? I think it could go either way because I had a teacher I was close to in high school and she kept her tree up all year round. Year long. Oh boy. And, and I think do that. Yeah, and I think people would argue that it could go either way. They either don't like decorating and just don't feel like putting it back up next year or they just really enjoy the season. 
So yeah, or like to see it. I I love the lights. You know, I just love the blinking lights and all that. But I just wasn't mm-hmm. in the mood this year for a big old tree. Well, let's put it this way: <laughs> I wasn't going to do it. You know, if they, if anybody they, wanted exactly. it up, they could put it up. But I wasn't mm-hmm. doing it. <laughs> yep. I, I feel so I'm, I'm happy with you. the Christmas table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. So that was well, my week. My week has been good too. I think we're. I think we'll be. I think we'll be good. Um, the thing is to to be happy with whatever it is. Whatever you guys, right? To do. <laughs> That's exactly I have had it. Wonderful. I've had wonderful, beautifully decorated trees, and and I have had trees that. Someone told me one year, don't ever turn the lights out because that's the only thing. The glare of the lights is what's filling in the gap. Oh, man. Oh, that's cold. That is cold. No, here's the cold part. It was my dad, and he was the one that bought the tree. (laughs) Oh. It wasn't a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Oh yes, by all means. Oh mercy! (laughs) And that's where we're going to start tonight, guys. We we are glad that you tuned in and and that you're listening with us because we've got some poignant stories maybe to tell and we've got some laughter that we want to share with you because tonight is our night of of Christmas memories and and things that you know, made us smile and things that we we enjoyed from days past and Christmas has gone by. So, Ruth, you want to start us off tonight? Absolutely. And honestly, <laughs> as I was thinking about, you know, what, uh, what I wanted to share for tonight's show, I didn't pick mm-hmm. something I've written. I didn't, you know, I wasn't looking for a uh, necessarily a happy memory because, you know, for me, Christmas never really was a um, one of my favorite holidays. It was just, mm. I like the idea of it, but, you know, for me, you know, I, I deal, I, I've dealt with seasonal depression in the past. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, uh, let's just, you know, get this over with and be done with. But, right. you know, it, it just as I, I was thinking about tonight, you know, I, I thought about the story that I read in middle school. It's called um, The Gift of the Magi. It was written in 1905 by O. Henry. And it's a story about a couple who have, a little, who have very little money, but they wanted to do something special for each other. So he sells his most prized possession, his father's watch, to buy her combs for her beautiful hair. And then she sells her hair to buy him a watch or a chain for his watch. And I just remember, Mm. you know, I was in middle school when I first read the story. And actually, it was I think our teacher had read it to us during the holidays. And I just remember... You know, even thinking about the story now, I remember sitting in that library, I remember listening to the story and just being struck by the irony and the emotion and just the beauty of the story. So Mm -hmm. I want to share an Mm -hmm. excerpt with you and then just uh, chat a little bit about it. So uh, it's near the end. It starts off with, um, from the inside of his coat, Jim took something tied in paper. He threw it upon the table. I want you to understand me, Dal, he said. Nothing like a haircut could make me love you any less. 
but if you'll open that, you may know what I felt when I came in. White fingers pulled off the paper, and then a cry of joy, and then a change to tears. For there lay the combs, the combs that Della had seen in the shop window and loved for a long time. Beautiful combs with jewels, perfect for her beautiful hair. She had known they cost too much for her to buy them. She had looked at them without the least hope of owning them. And now they were hers, but her hair was gone. But she held them to her heart and at last was able to look up and say, My heart grows so fast. My hair grows so fast, Jim. And then she jumped up and said, Oh, oh, Jim had not seen his beautiful gift. She held that out to him in her open hand. The gold seemed to shine softly as if with her own warmth and loving spirit. Isn't it perfect, Jim? I hunted all over town to find it. You'll have to look at your watch a hundred times a day now. Give me your watch. I want to see how they look together. Jim sat down and smiled. Della, he said, let's put our Christmas gifts away and keep them a while. They're too nice to use now. I sold the watch to get the money to buy the combs, and now I think we should have our dinner. The Magi, as you know, were wise men, wonderfully wise men, who bought gifts to the newborn Christ child. They were the first to give Christmas gifts. Being wise, their gifts were doubtlessly wise ones. And here I have told you the story of two children who were not wise. Each sold the most beautiful, valuable thing he owned in order to buy a gift for the other. But let me speak a last word to the wise of these days. Of all who give gifts, these two were the most wise. Of all who give and receive gifts, such as they are the most wise. Everywhere they are the wise ones. They are the magi. And if you want to read a copy of the story, you can download it. It's the it's available free online. But I, I think, you know, even as I thought about Christmas, I think that that story, you know, what they did, how they shared, is just the the essence of Christmas. Mm-hmm. It is. Yes, yeah. unselfish. Yeah. That's, that's all yes, love. love. Yeah. Unconditional love. That is beautiful. Yeah, it is. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's, to me, you know, I just remember being, you know, what, maybe 12, even maybe younger than that, just thinking, you know, hearing the irony of it, you know, and at that age, you're not mm-hmm. thinking about, you know, the selfless love of it, but there was just something about that, you know, and putting it with Christmas and thinking, you know what, that that is what Christmas is about. That, you right. know, it doesn't matter that she doesn't have the hair anymore and he doesn't have the watch, is that they still love each other and that they're willing to sacrifice yeah. with their mm-hmm. most precise things in order right. to give right. to the other. So, yeah. Wow. I just, I, I love that story and I love sharing that story with people. It is beautiful. It is beautiful. Talk mm-hmm. about that unconditional love that God gave us, gave his only yeah. son. That's right. What Christmas is about. It, nothing but love. That's beautiful. That, that is. That is. That's nice. 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 Well, I have I have a couple of things actually. I do have a poem, um, mm-hmm. but if if we have time, I will read that at the end of our if of our show if we have time. Um, but okay. I wanted to share. I reached out to to three of our our uh, 
listeners that that join us uh, quite often and I and I ask them about their their Christmas memories. And um Francina, Francina is with us most of the time. And Francina mm-hmm, she is. 2018, 2018 was a difficult time in my life, but also a memorable one that I will never forget. Going through treatment for cancer and the passing of my husband, I had no idea what God had in store for me. <clears throat> Francine, uh, if you all don't know, was a nurse for many years. And she said her mm-hmm. former client's mother had asked me if I would consider going on the Disney Christmas cruise, all expenses mm. paid, just by mm. spending money for 10 days with the family. <laughs> And help nice. a little with their son, knowing my limitations. We stopped in Daytona Beach, visiting family for a day going, and Hilton Head for a day coming back. Staying at beautiful hotels, my own rooms, treated like a queen. She knew I had mm. to pray on it as well as me asking family and my doctor what they thought, knowing in my heart I wanted to go. Long story short. I had one of the best times of my life, and I bet. Oh my goodness! (laughs) Oh, that's awesome! Wonderful! I think that's Mm -hmm. because she had just served their client, you know, for a long time, a good while, and and just to have somebody do something that nice for you, and and she, she well deserved it. She well deserved it. So I was glad that she shared that story with us. Now, um, our friend Paula, Paula Obi, uh, said mm-hmm. that I feel that one of my greatest gifts ever was my grandmother, who we affectionately called Mom Beulah, who lived to be 97 mm. years old. One of the ways in which she would show her love was in her cooking and baking. During the holidays, she loved to make many desserts, one of which were her fried pies with sweet potatoes, apples, pears, and other fruits, and she and I would work together. Mom Beulah would make her dough, place them in the refrigerator, and prepare the fillings until I arrived to help her complete the process. We would then work as a dynamic duo to fill them nicely, pinch to close together the dough with a fork and place them in the hot oil for frying. I can still hear our laughter as we would have the dining table ready with the plastic wrap. (laughs) Mm. Finally, she would uh, get on the telephone and call those folks to alert them that their Christmas gifts were ready during the last year Mm. when she announced she was no longer able to complete these tasks. I was the one to carry on the tradition and complete all of the steps in the process while she sat at the table to make sure I did everything correctly. In her Mm -hmm. honor, this Christmas, 2020, I will be making those fried pies and add my own twist of dusting them with cinnamon, sugar, and powdered sugars as well. Sweet, sweet, precious memories. So nice, Paula. So nice. That is nice. So nice. <laughs> and I think I want to just send nice. in my, my a little note that I, I like pie. I just wanted to put that. 
say, we, we, we like that. We, we yes, like we, do. We, do. we do. We do. And I got three. one more. From, <laughs> I got one more. This is from Miss Ida Batts. And she said, mm-hmm. I would like to share a family memory that is funny, that, that is so funny. My family will not let me live it down after 40 years. Oh, wow. She said, I cooked my first Christmas dinner at the age of 17. I was so proud. I had a turkey, rice, and gravy, green beans, dressing, cranberry sauce, and rolls. I invited mm. my sister and all of her kids. After the blessing, we began fixing plates. When my nephew, who was about six at the time, pointed and screamed, Mama, there's newspaper in Faye's turkey. <laughs> oh, you know, when they wrapped the giblets in the paper. <laughs> yes. Oh. He said, I was so embarrassed I could have cried, but everyone had a Aww. good laugh at my expense, and I have never lived that moment down. <laughs> Make sure your church hide the morning newspaper before he kicks the bucket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was out of the story. <laughs> Have either of you ever done that? Have you ever had that happen to you when you made a turkey? When you first No. Started? No, ma'am. <laughs> We, I, I can't use say foil. I have, I have, and I sympathize with you, Ida. I really do. <laughs> you use newspaper? <laughs> no, but I guess he was six years old. I guess that's what it looked like to him. Looked like to him. I tell you now, when I looked at 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 Paula's about her grandmother, it really. Um, it really brought back memories for me uh, because while mm-hmm. I cannot bake a thing, I think when when you <laughs> say you, you tell your children you're gonna bake a cake and they say no, mom, that's okay, mm-hmm, not you, yeah. don't you do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's not your skill set. No, uh-uh. but my mom, my mom used to bake the best Christmas cookies, and I remember mm. one. Uh, she called them pinwheels, and they were, she would color, mm-hmm. the, uh, color the dough red and color it green and and uh, have it just, you know, plain. And she would lay the dough on top of each other, layer, layer it on top of each other, roll it, put it in the refrigerator. Then she'd take them out the next day and slice them and bake them, and they were so good. Sugar cookies to this day are one of my favorites. And the other she mm. would do were they were called butterscotch thins, and they were literally mm. so thin that you could see through them. And oh my oh, wow. goodness, they were so 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 good. Ooh, so like they melt right in your mouth. I think yes, they mm. did. Oh, they were they were delicious. I have no idea. Uh, what happened to that recipe or anything? And mm-hmm. I have, and I've never known anybody else to bake them. So you know, Google oh, wow. is a good resource. Maybe I'll look it up <laughs> on Google and see if I can find it. And then if it's what not were they? Else to bake what were they called? What did she call them? Butterscotch thins. Oh, butterscotch. Butterscotch, butterscotch. Okay. thins. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. They were delightful, oh. delightful, delightful. So those are my memories, and I thank Paula, and I thank Francine, and I thank Miss mm-hmm. Ida for for sharing some of their memories with us as well. So that's I what I've got for the night. Yeah. How about you, Victoria? What What do you have to share with us? Well, I um, Paula and I have something in common because my grandmother's name was Beulah as well. So when she said Beulah, it just brought up my grandmother's face, and she was famous for doing the red rice. Do you, do you guys know what that is? Mm-mm. No. No. It, it's rice, no. but it's made with, like, spaghetti and tomato sauce, and it's cooked down until it, it's dry. You know, it's dry, and she would do um, – we, we love it. It was a staple at Thanksgiving's and Christmas, red rice, and she put some, you know, kind of – um, meat in it, and, you know, um, we didn't eat pork, so she would maybe put, I guess, some turkey or whatever in it, but it was, it's always so good. And I have not mastered the recipe. My mother, she still does it, but I have you, I said, Mommy, I'm going to come over, you know, and, and you got to teach me how to do step-by-step the red rice, but anyway, my, um, I wrote a little piece about, um, I guess, the music of Christmas past, and it is called, um, I called it the music of Christmas and, you know, just sharing some memories. So I'll read that for us. Christmas has always been my favorite holiday of the year. And growing up in New York City, there was nothing like Christmas for me. Lights everywhere, people rushing around with presents. And somehow everyone seemed a little nicer as we moved around the city. My parents would take us ice skating sometimes when we were on break from school. I do remember my grandmother uh, buying us hot chocolate one time as we rested on a bench before we took off again. And the sounds of bells will always be Christmas for me as I would run into Santas everywhere, you know, from the Salvation Army. You know, remember those? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, Parked in yes, front of yes. stores, ringing their bells as they solicited donations with those red pots. And, of course, watching on TV the lighting of the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center. Another um, wonderful and big part of Christmas for me was the music. Our church had several choirs, and I sang along with my siblings in the children's choir under the direction of Sylvia L. Williams. We all called her Aunt Sylvia, and she was larger than life for us. She directed the children's choir and the adult choir called the Larquettes. Now, you had to be a certain age to be in the Larquettes, but Aunt Sylvia felt that she needed my voice in that choir, and at the age of nine, she told me to come to the Larquette rehearsals as well. So I sang in both, and she had me in the front row when we sang. I was the short one with the big mouth that Aunt Sylvia (laughs) nicknamed Miss Vicky. (laughs) Each year, Aunt Sylvia would coordinate a huge Christmas program. It was definitely the main event of our year. Some years she would do a Christmas cantata, which um, she would have us starting in October doing extra rehearsals on Saturdays and Sundays as well since we had to learn every word and note in that cantata. Each person was assigned a book, and you had to keep up with it. Then some years it would be like a musical production with various songs, and Aunt Sylvia would pick a selection of uh, secular and spiritual songs. We were still assigned a packet of music to learn, since we could not have those packets in our hands when we performed, no way. 
And I remember when I was about 9 or 10, our Sylvia decided to do our Christmas show at a school instead of church where we could hold more people in the audience and invite our family members and friends. She also picked out a song just for me to sing. Y'all going to laugh. I, I portrayed a doll that was broken but repaired just in time to go back to my owner, and I was worried if all my parts were in the right place. Now, the song was called Are My Ears On Straight. I still know every word of that song. <laughs> I promise I'm not going to do it now, but I could. <laughs> oh, it wasn't that long. It was a short song. And my grandmother sewed my costume, and I wore a big uh, black wig with a huge bow. And I was virtually a living doll. I had frilly panties and all. You know, I was nervous, but I performed the song perfectly, and it was a hit. Those were the kinds of songs mixed with more spiritual ones that made the shows magical indeed. We were able to showcase our talent, and sometimes we would wear gowns and suits, and then there were, there were the productions, and some of the songs had costumes and props, and I can still remember all those songs, and it just gave us such joy to sing them at Christmas. The highlight of each show was a candlelight procession. Now, you had to be old enough to hold a candle, and when I was able to do it, I was so excited. We would come in from every doorway down the aisle singing as we walked to our assigned spots. It was so beautiful. And the harmony of the songs made you feel a little bit closer to heaven and angels. Now, I know this might be a little bit over the top for some, but for me, the music of these Christmas past will stay with me forever. And I'm still in touch with many of the people I grew up with and sang with. We often reminisce about our golden days, <laughs> and if we get together, someone is going to sing an Aunt Sylvia song, then we all join in. And it's just, just beautiful memories like that were just um, a part of my childhood, and I would not change the childhood that I had full of music with any other in the world. So we, um, we miss Aunt Sylvia. She's gone now, but it, it was just a, a, a beautiful thing each Christmas. It was just just beautiful. That's all I can say. Wonderful childhood That's memory. Awesome. That is, mm-hmm. that is awesome. <laughs> memory. I, I have to sing my little song for y'all one day. <laughs> yes, you so will. Cute. Yes, you will. <laughs> I understand. I, I understand have the dress. candle now. Okay, right. Okay. Yes. The candle now. So. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. And I still love candles. I have, I have one burning right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Christmas, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it. Oh, well, I think we're I think we're done with all the uh, Christmas. If anybody else have anything, you have a, um, any tips tonight, Ruth? I do actually. So okay, we are. Um, I, I've had a, quite a few people um, come to me wanting to know. You know, they they have their own story to tell, and with the advent of self publishing, a lot of you know. It, it has allowed a lot of people to share their story, whereas before it was just reserved for those who could get a contract with big publishing houses. So, but the question is, mm-hmm. you know, where do you start? You know, what do you do? How do you do it? You know, and when you're writing um, your memoir, you want to treat it like it's fiction. You know, you want to define your theme. You know, you ask yourself, what are your readers going to take away from your story? What will they learn? 
from reading it. You know, common themes um, in memoirs include accepting change, dealing with loss, overcoming addiction, surviving abuse, valuing friendships, relationships, things like that. You know, so as you start thinking about your story, think about, you know, the highlight of it. Think about what specifically you want to share, what you want people to walk away with. You know, you don't have to start on the day of your birth. Focus on an event or a series of an event. You know, plot your story. Create an outline. Use timeline. Um, look at it from a distance and put it into the shape of a story. You know, think about dialogue. Think about scenes. Things about, think about things like that that you want to include. You don't have to include everything. You know, people don't need to know mm-hmm. that you brushed your teeth before you went to bed. They just need to know that, hey, something happened. So, and, you know, don't worry about other people's feelings. I've had a, a couple of people ask me about that because, you know, they're, they're concerned about how someone else might take it. But you have to remember that this is your perspective. This is your truth. So, you know, no one can tell your story for you, but no one can tell you that, you know, hey, you were wrong for feeling this way or you were wrong for thinking about a certain person you know, however, whatever the situation may be. It's your story, your truth. So, you know, keep that in the forefront. And then, you know, just remember, you, you, you need to learn how to write. You know, it's just, you have a story to tell. If you tell mm-hmm. it right, it's going to impact people the way you want them to. So those are just a few tips on how to start, you know, sharing your story. That's it. All right. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Now, you know what? We have just about come to the close of our of our program for tonight, mm-hmm. but I, I don't want to end without um, just letting people know that on the 27th, which will be next Sunday, right? We are going to present Mama's House. Yay! All right. Yes. Story. We did not forget about Mama's House, and I look on it. Mama's House. (laughs) That surprised Mm. even us, and we wrote it. But we, That's right. we, we, we did, we did, we did that day. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> to be here on the 27th for Mama's House, for Mama's House. Amen. I tell you what, it is, it is a great story, and we thank the people who gave us the, um, the characters. We're going to tell you more about them and the character profiles that they gave us to work with. But I tell you what, we... we just, just don't miss it. That's that's all. That's, that's all it. I can tell you. <laughs> Please mm-hmm. don't miss it. <laughs> you do not. You do not want to miss it. You don't. You don't. You don't. Uh, well, do, do either of you have any closing remarks for this evening? Well, I just want to thank everyone for listening once again. If you have any questions, comments, any show ideas, by all means, email us at authorsup at gmail.com. But I wanted to wish everyone a very merry, happy Christmas. I pray everyone have peace and joy on that holiday. And just enjoy yourself. 
Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. How about you, Victoria? Uh, well, I wish the same for everyone. Just uh, you know, just um, I'm about to go on vacation myself. You know, and we're just going to be down for the next two weeks, and um, I'm going to turn away from work and just relax. It, it just, mm-hmm. I just hope everybody has some time of peace. You know, however you celebrate the season, you know, it's going to be a little different this year because when you know we're encouraged not to all get together, but, you know, be creative. Let's do some Zoom Christmases and, you know, pick up the phone and call people and talk to them. You don't have to spend Christmas alone. So I just, just wish right. um, everybody a great a great time and just have peace this next few weeks. And that's it. Yes. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'm going to, to read my um, uh, poem for you as we close out the show. Uh, And it's actually called Christmas Reflection. Hustle, bustle, lots to do. Almost at the end of the year. Gifts to buy, treats to try, and lots of holiday cheer. And all the busy goings-on throughout the month of December, there are some rather important things we must be sure to remember. Let's take a little time to reflect and focus on a few things, like the birth of Emmanuel, our Savior, the King of Kings. This year has had its ups and downs, Some days may have been hard, but we've been able to survive through the grace of an awesome God. As wonderful as the season is, it's not very upbeat for some who may be experiencing hardships or the first time without a loved one. Now is the time to show someone love. Do some things that come from the heart. Close the door on what was before and make this a brand new start. Take extra time. Keep others in mind. Do something to show that you care. It's always the good things that money can't buy that bring joy anytime, anywhere. And by the way, be sure that you listen when you ask someone how they feel. Don't just go through the motions. Be authentic, genuine, real. As you reflect on the trees and the reeds humming your favorite song, take a new view of the things that you do, for soon holidays will be gone. This is indeed a special time, and we're glad we can share it with you. Just know that we pray a blessed holiday for you and your family too. So from all of us, here it offers up to all of you, have a safe, happy holiday filled with the love of the Lord. And we'll meet you back here next Sunday night at 7 p.m. Until then, this is Andrea Hines with Victoria Henderson-Poole and Ruth Griffin, and there's never a dull moment here at 
Awesome. Awesome.